All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I'm really excited about this conversation uh, because um, events are hard, events are tough, and there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of people are afraid of events. You know what? I there's one thing I don't like about events. Let me share with you all from my my entrepreneurial efforts. If I'm selling a book, right? I'll release the book online. And I'm like, hey, y'all buy the book. It's going crazy. People love it. Or I have a product I'm promoting saying that other people are enjoying the product that I'm selling. Mm -hmm. But with a live event, if (laughs) no one's there, Mm -hmm. everyone knows that no one's there. No one knows. No one knows you failed in many things other than a live event. So from my perspective, uh, it's one of the scariest things that you can do. Um, so I wanted to have an idea of what makes a good event. Like I, I really wanna know um, moving forward cause I'm a live event type person. So I found the best of the best uh, event producers. I, I don't even know what to call y'all. I'll just let y'all introduce yourselves. Uh, first, my sister, um, who we've we just so cool she my sister but when she be in work mode I'm like <laughs> like what happens where'd the love go <laughs> so we got Ash in the building what's up man hey hey how you feeling I'm blessed oh yeah. my gosh well introduce yourself and we're gonna get into this conversation um so my name is Ashley Miller um I am the owner of BEC production which is an event production company we are based here in Atlanta and we produce uh, internationally as well. Internationally? You know that. Oh, oh yeah. All right, so what are some of the biggest events you've done? Um, well, one of my largest events is InvestFest, mm-hmm. um, which is an annual event that happens in August here in Atlanta. Um, we are almost close to 20,000 attendees uh, per year. Um, and that's just the attendees. We also have the marketplace, mm-hmm. which we have um, a little over 400 vendors, mm-hmm. um, small businesses and large corporate companies as well that come on board for that. And typically around 150 to almost 200 speakers. So wow. that's our larger event. Man, yo, you think you're somebody in Atlanta. So you walk <laughs> up to the security and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm speaking here today. <laughs> and they're like, ah. Can't do it. I'm like, yo, but I know Ashley. What we'll call her? I'm like, yo, what's all right? Everybody knows please. Ashley on event day, right? <laughs> Everybody. Well, thank you. We about to get into this. So you call so you're an event producer? Yes. That's that's what I that's my the title. title is, yeah. For layman terms, some people will say event planner. Some people will even say coordinator, which are very loosely terms used for layman language. Gotcha. But so, planner, okay. coordinator, producer, same thing? No, I mean, to you, it would be the same thing. Right. So for a client coming in, I mean, I don't care what title you, you call it per se. It's in the wire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, we also have Tori. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of interaction, but I've been at a bunch of your events yeah. and, uh, you know, the people sing your praises. So I'll let you introduce yourself as well. Hi, I am Tori Williams with Tori Williams Events. And I am also an event producer. I do large-scale weddings, social events, parties, um, war shows, just pretty much everything. Yeah. What yeah. do you like doing most? Uh, parties. Why? That's my thing. I just like them. 
No like, weddings, the art of it and all that. Just. I did weddings for like eight, nine years. It's a lot that goes into weddings. It's a little, don't get me wrong to my brides. I love y'all. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's just a lot. You have to deal with people for about a year. Mm -hmm. um, you're taking on a lot of emotions mm -hmm. of the bride, mm -hmm. the parents, and everybody else. It's a lot more responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was cool, but parties, a little less stress. Gotcha. Easier. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, and then we had, so this is, this is where I was confused because I know you all, you two are saying event producers. James Company, they produce doing the production. So I'm trying gotcha. to make sure I get the vocabulary right. right okay. Right. So you will call yourselves what? We're a event production, audiovisual event production company. Audiovisual visual event. Anything production. that you hear or see, we have to bring in that gear to make that happen. Got it. Oh, in yep. introduce yourself because you didn't say your name. Well, I'm James Daniel with uh, Event Audiovisual Services. Mm -hmm. We're an audiovisual production company here in the Atlanta area. Okay. Okay. So I've been in business about twenty about twenty five years. Gotcha. Okay. And I am Lakeisha Ellison Trimmingham, also with Event Audiovisual Services. Mm, you got some yeah. names on you. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, Lakeisha, what? Ellison Trimmingham. I usually just use my maiden name, which is Ellison, because it's short. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, um, did y'all start the company together? No. No, I started. I started the company in 1999. Oh wow! I was employed for Marriott for about nine years, and I went from audiovisual director to event manager to sales manager, senior sales manager. Taking my bonus checks that I was getting from Marriott, saved it up and started the company in 1999. First, what was your first event? First event was actually a CDC event. My mm -hmm. first event was about 10,000 people. Your first one? First event, mm -hmm. right out the door. And I had about 30 concurrent workshops. Well, concurrent workshops where every every room had audiovisual in it. It was from you know projectors, microphones. Oh, but you were working at the Marriott anyway, so you understood. I was, yeah, I was work. I was no, I was working at the Marriott, but my first contract was the CDC. Was the CDC. Then I stepped away from the Marriott. Right, but I'm saying you understood how to do it from absolutely. doing events mm -hmm. at the Marriott. Absolutely. Though. Okay, got you. Yeah. Absolutely. And when did you come along? Uh, me on the other hand, it was a little different. Um, I came about ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, we're from South Florida, so um, I was in. Uh, I was nurse. I was a nurse for 17 years in yeah. Florida. My husband got a promotion, moved to Atlanta. I didn't want to come because I was very comfortable. I was forced to come, and I was like, okay, you know, I know James forever. He called me. He's like, um, okay, you're in town now. You can come and work for me. I'm like, ah, no, I don't think so. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll come help you out for a little bit till I find something else here. And 10 years later. We're rocking and rolling. And what's your sauce? What do you bring? Everything. Everything. Okay. <laughs> I have about, I have like, it may be six titles. Yeah, I'm more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, his executive assistant, um, logistics, <laughs> um, accounts receivable, accounts payable. Kind of relationships. Operations, <laughs> you know, well, because it's a trust, you know, it's, it's more of a trust thing, you yeah, know, when yeah, it comes absolutely. to clients and finances and everything. And he doesn't allow a lot of people in too much. So mm -hmm. because we've been friends for so long, he's very, very comfortable, a little too comfortable with me. So I take on a lot <laughs> and he takes advantage of that. So, gotcha. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'll I, I be interested to know how you two ladies got into event 
planning? I'll start with you, Ash. Um, so my 10-year class reunion was coming up. Mm. And we had a committee that we put together, and I was a part of the committee. And I had been previous. My previous career was in property management, so um, I was with H. J. Russell um, mm. for my, the longest tenure of my event. I mean, my property management career, and I had been in that for ten years. And it was like time for the next, right? Mm-hmm. So when I joined the committee, and we brought all of the details together, looking for the venues and the planning and everything. And to see the joy on my classmates' face was like a spark. Mm. I was like, ooh, (laughs) I like this, you know, like butterflies and everything. And so then I went to Clayton State and I got my um, event management certificate or certification. And it has now been 12 years. And I'm still in the industry and I absolutely love it. And kind of, you know, just like Tori, um, I started in weddings. Mm -hmm. Love them. Love my brides. Um, and I did that for six years. Now I'm over, you know, to the more um, conferences, seminars, masterminds world. But um, I loved weddings. Yeah. It was it was great. Um, but it's very emotional. You know, just like Tori was saying, you're taking on a counselor role. Mm-hmm. The um, time frame is much longer usually. And it's a lot of handholding mm-hmm. versus, you know, this side. And, and just like Tori is saying, I could only imagine even with parties, um, it's less work, yeah. you know, the, it's more of having a client, they're trusting your vision. And Tori is, you do amazing, beautiful, detailed mm-hmm. events. Um, and that's not my love language, mm-hmm. right? That's not my, that's <laughs> like, I'm logistics girl. I'm like yeah. logistics operations, mm-hmm. um, efficient systems. Like that is my joy, not the flowers, the chargers and, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. That's all Tori. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make it pretty and I got you on the logistics on the back mm-hmm. end and making sure everything flows correctly. So, yeah, yeah, we need to look like that started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, dang, that would be yeah, a powerful. Yeah, and most designers, because I, I would even consider Tori a, a designer because she has the aesthetics for the look of right. it. So that's another title, again, that we can, mm-hmm. that I'm putting on you because I know that that is a title that yeah. you that you use. Um but designers, I have had a few to come to me and they want to, as you're saying, and do the partnership because when you, events are a lot. Mm-hmm. And you said that it's, it's a lot of details and it's certain parts of it that you love and certain parts that you don't want to touch. And so with some designers, they don't want to touch the logistics mm-hmm. of it, you know? And then for me, I don't want to touch design. I don't care about the charger plate, what the color palette is or anything like that. That's why I bring in teams to be able to do that portion of it because that's not my joy. And so I don't spend time on it. So your company is full service, Mm -hmm. meaning you handle all of that, but you have a team of people to do it. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's with with any event. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody plays a part. I I can't. So real quick. I'm sorry. If say say I'm doing an event, Mm -hmm. I come to you. Right. And I don't have to worry about finding anyone else. No, we do all of the vendor vendor procurement is what it's called. So, no, we source everything for the event. So. For a designer, right? If it was a gala or something like that, I would go to Tori mm-hmm. and say, hey, Tori, you know, I, I really don't want to do the design aspect of it. I need you to come on board. This is what we're looking for. This is what the budget is for that. <coughs> Tori would take care of that. And of course, we work along the process. Same things with, you know, James and Keisha. Hey, we're ready for AV. This is this is the venue. Let's talk through those details. So again, for example, when we were talking about InvestFest, on top of all of the attendees, the exhibitors and everything we had almost a hundred vendors mm-hmm. so these are vendor providers right so 
we had a design team. We had AV, you know, as a matter of fact, um, EAV was the AV, you know, company um, for us. So all of those vendors that it takes, security, um, first aid, everybody, they have to touch our company, mm. touches everybody. Got it, got it, okay. Yeah. Tori, how did you get into the space? Uh, my story is a little different. I started off in hair and makeup and I was doing glam for brides and other clients. So I just kind of fell into it. So, oh, so you're already to... doing uh, makeup. Yeah, I was doing and makeup and hair. You have these brides and you're doing the so, makeup. So yeah, I had brides that I was doing <coughs> their glam for, for their wedding days and for these parties and things. And they would sit there and they would tell me all the complaints and just things that they liked, things that they didn't like. And mm -hmm. of course, I didn't think about it at the time. I was just going through you know, just, oh, girl, okay, okay, okay. And then it wasn't until me and my husband got ready to get married. And then I it dawned on me like, oh, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> so after that, um, um, a few months after me and my husband got married, um, his birthday was rolling around. And I tried to use a planner to help me plan his birthday party. And she didn't really do anything. So, and I had a little hiccup with her when I was planning my own wedding. So I just kind of stepped up and did what I already know, what I had been seeing anyway. Yeah. So it was just easy for me. Yeah. And it actually was my husband's best friend was like, yo, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. So um, I just kind of dived into it. Just didn't think <clears throat> it would go this far, to be honest with you. Yeah. When I got into it, it was just, I kind of played around with it. <coughs> and I got my first client, <clears throat> which was, um, it was actually Kiana Watson. Really? Yeah, she was, we're friends. So um, <coughs> she wanted to do a party for her husband at the time. And I and how, planned how long his, ago was this? This was uh, 10, 11 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I planned this party, met someone else, and then it just took off faster than me. I wasn't mm. even really prepared for it, so I had to really catch up with it. Mm. So, how much you make off Kiana's party? I'm sorry? How much you make off Kiana's party? The first event? First one. $500. Five hundred. I didn't even know what to charge. To be honest oh, with you, no. I'm just being real. It was five hundred dollars. I ain't know what to do. I was like, "Girl, give me five hundred dollars. Pay for the stuff that needs to be done, and we'll just, you know." Jesus, oh, no, that was a <laughs> deal. She called good. I mean, yes, like, yes. Think about it. What a deal. Okay. How long did it take you to plan it? Um, it didn't take long. It took me maybe like a month. Right. So I mean, it's a little side gig. Yeah, it was just a little little, Couple. little something on the side. I didn't know. You know, yeah. I was just really oh, I done figured it out since then. I wanna I wanna get into the money side of event planning because I wanna understand and I don't know if there's a set model for it. So I would imagine probably A V mm -hmm. is I have a price that I'm going to charge for an event to like i don't know if you just piece it together tell me how you mm -hmm. charge how you price it <sighs> well i could tell you this most of the time av for some reason when it comes to budget it's the last thing clients think the about show because we Relax. had this conversation i'm <laughs> yes. like it's the most expensive most expensive but then yeah. a lot of times by the time they get to audio visual mm -hmm. they're like we don't have no budget Oh, you're saying people front in the event yeah. first and then exactly and all these visuals all the visuals should be one of the first things because mm -hmm. it's it's such an important part right. of the conference. It can make or break your conference. Mm. Correct. But a lot of times they don't think about A V production and when it comes to cost until like the last thing. When and A V could down. be one one of the most expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Well, so how do we price it? Like, I mean, what's a formula? How can I, how can I, if I want to do an event, how can I at least in my head start to calculate, okay, this is some of the things I can be looking forward to when someone's charging me. It's hard. It's hard for you to probably price it unless you've done that meeting before and had experience mm -hmm. of doing that particular meeting and what you paid before. Um, because all pieces of equipment, you like you have stuff around the studios. This microphone is a rental cost. The stands is a rental cost. Right. Your cameras around here is a rental cost. The lighting is a rental cost. Labor. Labor is a rental cost. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you need. You know, if it's a couple hundred people, I know about two hundred people. You need a certain size screen. Right. And that certain size screen, there's a rental cost for it. Then I know if the room is bright and it's far away, you need a certain lumens on the projector. And there's a rental cost for that as well. Dang, okay. Yeah. Then you so, get into the labor. And of course, labor now, labor is expensive now. Anything that you're doing right now. Yeah. Inflation is real. Yeah. yeah. On all levels. Even for event? Like for... Yeah. Like it's just yeah. people charging you or... I mean, the it's, people yeah, that's working, the the like people working, charging yeah, because yeah, we, have, we, bring we have contractors that we work closely with. So they're not really employees, even though we do have a few employees, but it's mostly contractors that we have relationships with. And their rates yeah. so, went up. Yeah, we mm -hmm. can't really control their rates as much. But if we have a relationship, which we do with most of them, it's like, OK, you know, this is the budget for this. Can you work with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still it's every year. It's a we, we just don't know what we're walking in. And as soon as, you know, COVID after COVID was over. Oh, they yeah, everybody. Oh, they were trying to make up for the money. Yeah, they were trying to make up. I mean, even venues, I mean, yep. you see right, that. It, right. I mean, every, yeah. in every aspect of, mm -hmm. I always say line items, right? Which is what I go, again, you know, the logistics mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. operations, yeah. right? So every event is a budget sheet for me. And it's like, how much money do you have and how can we allocate those funds? But I mean, it's inflation everywhere. Labor is definitely one of them, you oh, know, yes. and for most clients, the first thing that they want to run to is we have a community. We have volunteers. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Uh, I feel yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, so how many volunteers do you have? For your uh, for us, because they'll, you, yeah. for us, they'll run them to it and say, um, we're a nonprofit. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. And we're looking, you know, when the budget's like, What's we're a nonprofit. Discount? Can you do this? Can you do that? And a lot of people don't understand because they see the price. Say for a projector, right? Mm -hmm. They'll see the price that we're charging, you know, between three hundred up to fifteen hundred a projector. They're like, Why? for the pro to rent the projector, rent the projector, and they okay. want to know, well, I can go out and buy one. Well, no, you really can't go out and buy this projector. This projector cost me sixty thousand dollars, right? And who's coming to set it up? At what time exactly. are they coming to exactly. set it up? Do right. they have all of the equipment? Are they experienced? I mean, it's right. just so many so different much, right. levels to who's it. Who's putting the graphics on that? Who's putting And then the distance, if it's yeah. 50 feet away or 200 feet away, you certain need a special lenses. Lens, so. like you got right. certain lenses here, certain right. lenses you need for right. close-up shots, wide shots. Is it front? Is it front? Or rear? All of those things. What has scaffolding? You know, it's just, it's a lot. Is it going to be rigged? Yeah, yeah. Just gonna be like, exactly. And rigging is a whole nother world. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we so we actually went to the venue. We're doing a podcast summit at the Hilton, and we go into the venue, and we're just used to putting light the lights on the floor. You just shine the lights. So James kind of shows me the difference between what it looks like if the lights are on the floor just shooting the stage mm -hmm. or up at the top and they're like kind of moving and stuff like that so the guy that's doing <laughs> the walkthrough he said yeah we can put a truss up there and james was like yo that that little truss is going to be expensive 
Mm-hmm. And I think it, I think James said, yo, it's probably going to be about twenty twenty five thousand. The guy confirms. He said, yeah, it's about twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this ain't for not no lights though. This is right. just <laughs> the, trust. <laughs> the trust at the top twenty five thousand in one space. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god. Right. I need to buy a hotel or something. This <laughs> is crazy. Listen, and, and that's the that's the next thing that clients mm-hmm. think too. I can just. Buy it. I can just because you, know. you have to think what all it takes to put that trust up. Like how many pieces are there? How many um, hands do you have to have? For it? Excessive. Look, no, you got to be certified. You got to be certified. All of those. You need a lift. You have to have insurance. They're stored like, and you have the, these are items that are stored also, which are taken up square footage. That's just like if you were to say to use this room, right? Mm-hmm. How much equipment you would have to have in here, or how much more square footage would you need if you wanted to start bringing in different color chairs right yeah. like right. oh mm-hmm. you know we're doing events in the space we have white folding chairs well what if they want black or you're not saying oh you know what i can get that money let me go and buy black mm-hmm. yeah where yeah. are you going to put 150 black chairs right. now because you already have yeah, 150 <laughs> white yeah. now you need more square footage now you have another bill for storage so and then somebody come in and want the gold ones after that then what you exactly gonna do? Right. Yep. yeah and then they want silver you yeah, know white black and gold chairs in your garage yeah. <laughs> right Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so from from the AV standpoint, mm-hmm. we're looking at labor, um, the screens, camera, lights, Equipment. and all the other the bells and whistles, right? So there isn't a there's what I'm saying is there's not a specific formula that you have mm, for pricing. I don't believe so. There's there's rates for different items. Yeah. Um. But fours, I put it like this: most, most, most of the times, like Ashley, we work with Ashley a lot. A lot of our clients, a lot of our repeat clients, mm-hmm. we're we're flexible when it comes to our pricing. Um, and one thing I can say about our company, we're we're we're, we're flexible when it comes to our pricing. Um, so she might say, "Okay, I got a budget that I'm trying to stay within," and then I say, "Okay, let me put this together and see what it looks like when it comes down to your budget." Then if the if it's higher than what her budget is, we'll sit and say, okay, this is what I came up with. Right. This is why mm-hmm. that, you, that that is this budget, and let's see if we can kind of come close to that number. Right. Got it. Because scopes change. Yeah. Cause right. It, it changes. Yeah. So just like how you were saying, you went in and if is if the lights are on the floor, you're gonna have a certain look, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If they go up, you're gonna have a different look. Most people want the best. Or the least, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just have to figure out what that common, you know, mm-hmm. uh, gauge is for both parties, right? And that's really where like your planners are coming in. So it's mm-hmm. like I want to make sure that Shans has exactly what it is that he wants, mm-hmm. but I have to also make sure that they're able to profit off of the work that they're doing, right. and they're not giving everything, you know, away for free. For so sure. it's like you know, Tori and I are mm-hmm. like that middleman between our clients and mm-hmm. our vendor partners is what mm-hmm. we call them, you know? Right. So it's not just like this random person, the same way that you're one of my clients, they may work with me on three or four different projects, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so. so do you have a formula with event planning, what you do? Well, everything is factors, right? So they just gave you so many different factors. If it's a 200 person, you know, meeting versus yeah. a 5,000 person conference, right? So it's, it's the same for me, you know, the scope is different which means that it'll be different pricing. Just like what Tori is saying, the, for an event that she did so many years ago and she charged Keanu $500, right? It's no way possible that Tori 
is doing maybe doing the same task, mm -hmm. right? But she has a different expertise. She also has a larger team, mm -hmm. right? So it's all these different factors that go into operating your company. Even though we don't have anything that's a physical product, our expenses are different. Yeah. Well, you know, so for me, I charge. I have three <coughs> different price points when people pay me. Mm -hmm. So if you want me to plan it, there's a planning fee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you want me to design it, it's a design fee. Yeah. And then there's the execution for the design. So right. you still have to pay for the flowers and all the other vendors. So I do the same thing that mm -hmm. Ashley does. So it's a, I call it pretty much a one-stop shop. When people yep. come mm -hmm. to me, they don't have to deal with the vendors. Right. They deal only with me. And then right. I deal with everybody else. So right. what is our form? And the reason I'm, I think I want to talk to, I want I think I want to, I, I talked to event planner years ago and she had a formula, mm -hmm. right? And it was like, um, it was like, there's a flat fee plus a percentage of what you spent, Correct. which didn't sound, it sounded weird to me. Like how did, how well, is your price based on what I spend? That's how I charge, yeah. Really? This, is, okay. this is the thing. So with the planning, if you want somebody, for most of the clients, I'll tell you this that I deal with. I've, I've had clients that come to me that don't have the time. They know they want to have a event or a party. Mm -hmm. um, I've had one client that I met we talked over the phone and they like, yo, we want to have this event on this day. These are the colors. This is the budget. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. So that means that I'm responsible. I got to spend my time driving, going to look at venues or researching venues. Mm -hmm. Then I got to call and do all the paperwork, figure out, negotiate the contracts to make sure it meets within that budget. I'm the person that's even with the food. My clients don't even pick out food. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm picking oh, out wow. meals. Everything. Sometimes I'm going to do tastings. Mm. I'm, I am picking out menu cards and all the stuff that Ashley says she don't like to do. So I'm just <laughs> designing right. everything, contacting yep. all the vendors, uh, scheduling everything, yep. you know, and then I got to be there on site. And a lot of people don't realize for me, because I do do design and we do do the actual setup, depending on the event. Sometimes I'm up 24 hours, two days without minimum sleep maybe an hour to a sleep just mm -hmm. to get the event done oh Easy. you gonna pay for that yeah. Easy. Yeah. so yeah. it's just it's so as but if you're teaching another event planner to do what you do yeah like I we am. can't i mean we can't just all right well it's based on what i feel i want to charge today no 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 no. it is a it's a system to everything right mm -hmm. you know so you can it's, it's several different ways i don't want to get into all the details because i'm teaching a workshop in april to teach people how to do this. Well, yeah. give, give it all the way today. Well, I'm coming, Tori. Give me a few. Because I want to I hear your pricing model, too. And I promise you, if no matter how much information you give here, the more you have, the more information you give, the more likely they are to sign up for that workshop. I'm telling you. Okay. Just, just, just trust me on this to be true. Right. Okay. Um, Okay, are you give me your give me your formula mm -hmm. on So you pricing. just you just said it and you said that you don't understand it, which yeah. is another part of our services, right? So we have to educate our client on why we charge a certain, you know, uh, a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. So if you were to come to me, you're like, Ash, I need to do this for like I got ten for you, right? Well, you can't tell me what you got for me, right? Because I have to tell you what I'm providing to you, right? right in the same in the same way that Tori was saying, sometimes it, it just depends on the scenario. So there's no, I can't give you a number. And right. a lot of people want a number. Mm -hmm. That's just like if you go right. to James and Keisha, it's like, well, you know, I have, um, how much is it going to cost for me to do my event? Well, let's sit down and have a conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because there's just so many different factors of it, right? 
Um, so for me, I charge a flat rate plus a percentage, mm-hmm. which is what you're referencing. The reason that the, the percentage never changes, right? Yeah. Or it could change depending on what type of event it is. Some people like to hear a flat rate. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, of course, like with Tori and I as planners and producers, once we get to talk to you a little bit more and hear all of the details, hear really what you want all in. Like when I walk away from this event, I only want to spend two hundred thousand dollars. Then Tori is able to go and say, all right, this is what I can do with the with the um, with the design. Mm-hmm. This is how much I know I need to walk away from and feel comfortable about this event. AV, like, can you help me out on this? Or, you know, DJ, this is how much I have for you. And then we're able to go and curate mm-hmm. your vendor, your partners for mm-hmm. the event. So it's not just a number that works sometimes, right? Yeah. Right. Um, again, the percentage comes in because when you walk away from the event, you want to feel that you were treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I give you a flat rate and you tell me that we have a 500 person conference, right? Ash, I got 10 for you. The scope may change. Mm-hmm. Your budget may grow. But if yeah. I'm still stuck at just a flat rate, mm-hmm. everything is still yep. changing for me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, 200 person event and I'm getting paid $5,000. That's not good. Again, no. it may be for somebody. <laughs> Sorry, no. no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it may be for somebody depending on where they are, you know, in their in their planning career and things of that nature. That might be what you want to pay, but you're also going to get that service level from them. Again, right. exactly. I've been doing this for 12 years. So things that take yeah. me 15 minutes to do, you're paying for that because of all of my experiences, right? So if it's a 10K retainer, fee right Mm -hmm. and then it's 20 percent of what the budget the budget is that we're managing again when i tell you i'm touching every aspect of your event (coughs) i have to be able to if i have 150 emails from james Mm -hmm. walkthroughs every single month to plan this very long conference to where you don't even have to show up for it okay we got you I have to do the same thing with Tori and every other planner, you know, or every other vendor, depending upon what their their deliverables. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay, I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal sorry i might have to take talk to the fireworks guy two times i have to talk to tori and three permits. times a week yeah if you're doing that then you got to deal with permits that you don't even deal with Right. We have to deal with. Right. Yeah. So it's just is it, there's not a number that anyone will be able to tell you. And if they do, you should question it. And sometimes you don't know to question that because you got the number that you want it. Mm -hmm. And that's not how event planning and production work. I think it's it's kind of making sense now, because if if I say, <laughs> all right, well, I want you to plan my event. I give you ten thousand dollars and right. I'm going to have um, 200 people and we're going to have like this small screen. Well, you're saying I might get a bigger budget. I say, okay, well, it's going to be 400 people now. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a huge screen. Mm -hmm. You're saying you get to grow with the growth of the event because Correct. it's more mm -hmm. to manage and Correct. you know that you're because you're taking the, care the of. the scope of work changes. Right. Yeah, so so the scope changes too. The, people don't realize the mm -hmm. more people that you add or the more things that you add creates more work for us. Right. Yeah. Right. that we have to do. It's just adding more onto the task and everything that we're having to right. create or do or produce or right. whatever. The so registration for 200 people can be, let's just say 10 people. Mm -hmm. Registration for 400 people, now you're talking about doubling your labor. So right. everything grows as your scope changes. Mm. A perfect example of the percentage is I tell clients when they're new to like even hearing this from mm -hmm. me, um, it's like a general contractor for a house right mm -hmm. they eat off of everything that they touch they're mm -hmm. managing your projects the same thing we're managers of your projects yeah so if we have to touch it if we have to manage it and some people say oh well i have my venue already beautiful one less thing that we have to worry about but now i have to go and manage 
that relationship mm. throughout the process. And now you're telling me, here you go. I have this person for you. <clears throat> I mean, I can find a venue for you faster than you just told me what your venue was. Exactly. I mean, I have a full Rolodex of vendors. So you're not really saving me time. It's probably more work for us because now we have to go back, look at your contract. And there are mm -hmm. so many things that you did not get. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Concessions right. galore that you missed. Yep. That you missed or Watch don't know contracts. to ask for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't know. I right. always tell people um, hiring a planner is like hiring a good attorney to represent you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's no different. Oh, wow. Yeah. Don't care for those thing. contracts and hotels that get you. Let's talk about something. Let, let, <laughs> let's say about people. This is not for me, okay? This is for all those that's watching right now. What are some concessions or things we need to think about specifically when we're talking about a hotel? Because last year, oh my gosh, in Miami, I will never ever mark my oh, Miami is a different beast you know I'll never do it yeah, there yeah, yeah. yeah. they're out there very very expensive what are what are some things that we let, let's talk about it from the AV side real quick because uh, some venues they yeah. make you I was just going to say use that. their team okay right one, one thing you can say right off the rip when it comes to those contracts and those contracts most of the time the hotel they say you have to use their AV it's not true mm -hmm. that and you're they don't exclusive know. that you have to what, right. which Ashley said it's not true Right. Really? They're, no, they, it's they, not true at all. They're protecting their bottom line because <laughs> right. what happens is if you got an AV company that's at the hotel, they're eating roughly 50% of what their revenue is from the, from the AV company. Right. So around the rip, they saying, okay, that you have to use us because whatever your AV bill is, I know 50% going back to us, which is going straight to their bottom line. Mm. So that's how they get you. And you mm. don't because it's like, I tell clients, like if Ashley coming in, um, she has an event and she's spending, let's say, Four hundred thousand dollars worth of catering, and your AV portion is seventy thousand, right? A lot of people do that. A lot of people mm -hmm. depends on how long your depends on how long your event is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easy. So what happens is that come on over to our side, Come on over to our side. So more than likely, the hotel is gonna you gonna they're gonna say, well, you got to bring you, you can't bring an outside AV company. You have to use in house. The hotel is gonna tell you that if you're spending four hundred thousand, just throwing out a number. They gonna tell that AV company, nah, don't worry about it. I'm gonna keep this four hundred thousand because I'm not gonna, I'm not worrying about losing thirty thousand because they want to bring four hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. So you out that contract right off the rip right. when it comes to audiovisual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And again, it goes with your planner games. negotiating yeah. as well. And, and like, no, we want to bring in our own yeah. provider, yeah. Yep. and so you may end up having to pay a fee. But again, yeah. depending upon your partner, yep. mm -hmm. I can go to them and say, hey, the this is what the fee is going to be for the yep. hotel for us to go out, use outside network, right? Mm -hmm. Just like insurance or whatever, mm -hmm. right? When you think about it, you're going to pay an additional fee. They're going to take that off of their bill or try to work with me as best as possible to one, give me an elevated show, but to also know that that was a fee that we're now having to take on by going to that particular venue. Yeah, and, and also, hotels started that, I say about maybe 10 years ago, they started adding what they call this liaison fee. Right. Or certain fee for bringing your outside uh, AV company mm -hmm. in. Yeah. And most of the time, we can absorb yeah. that fee because we're already giving you a great discount. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because most of the hotel rates are a lot higher normally than what our rates are. Yeah. It's because of that 50% they're giving back. So if you got a projected normal rent to $500, that hotel gonna charge you, the AV company gonna charge you around $1,000 because they know 500 is going off the top back to the hotel. So they need to make that difference back. 1,000 plus plus. Plus plus. Plus 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 plus. Yes, there you go. Exactly. So the AV company doesn't work for the hotel. It's not like the hotel created this AV company. It's just they contracted with you pretty much. Yeah, they have like 
they have they, like their own preferred vendors. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's in, the hotel, that's that's that in the hotel that they use. In the hotel that they use. Pastry shelves, you have catering. Sometimes they have instant house catering, mm-hmm. but they essentially Contract outsource them. that. Yeah. Right. And then they outsource other, you know, things that's needed. But they say it's included in their package. Correct. Right. Because right. gotcha. they have the volume. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're giving the, the their turnover to is, them. Yeah. Is, is super high. So they're able to do that. The, the thing about it is, it's like if you do want to bring in an outside person, um, they they charge you for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so there's a fee just like what else, most venues have their set caterers. And then if you mm-hmm. want to bring in your own, right. you pay an outside catering fee to bring in right. somebody. So you essentially have to pay to bring in an outside caterer. And that's where the liaison comes in. So they basically just sit and watch us set up. up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They don't do anything, but they still, it's still. They'll charge charge a fee for that. A fee for that. So Mm -hmm. these, the AV companies go to the hotel and negotiate Mm -hmm. a contract with the hotel. And for us coming in being your audiovisual provider, we're going to give you 50% of whatever the profits are. God. Because we're the exclusive provider. Goodness gracious! And that's, but, and that's where it but comes in that's now. Understanding that we know now it's negotiable because it's negotiable. oh yeah, everything it is. is everything is because the hotel is just a company they want to make money yep. and yeah. they just bring in their boys to get the rest of the money. Right, mm-hmm. but yeah. then get a little money and not lose that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, and the more that you provide to that particular venue, the more leverage that you have. Right, yep. so if you're doing just meeting space, then you're going to pay for that meeting mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. If you're doing meeting space and F and B, which is food and beverage, then your meeting space should likely be free right yeah or no charge. extremely discounted yeah depending on the venue got it what's some other like gotchas that be, these hotels they be playing games man they do mm-hmm. i mean I, I had a client one time that was doing a wedding and she went and booked the venue and then came and hired me yeah. which i thought i was like why would you do that yeah you never so did. they had charged her for a dance floor that comes with, they have it anyway. It comes with the the room. dance floor on the stage comes with the room. Comes venue, with the room. But they charged her for it. And right. then yep. the other thing was she was staying at the hotel that's connected to the, um, well, she was staying at the hotel. The space that she was renting for the actual wedding was the space next door, mm-hmm. which is all connected. They charged her for parking. Oh for my her guests mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. everybody was staying at the hotel so when she told me that I was like why would you do that when everybody's staying at the hotel like nobody's driving yeah it should be but she had already signed race. off on it Everything. so it was just but they can... knew it they didn't say nothing to her they're gonna get as much as as much as they can <laughs> off top like it's this is just I think they're probably 50 almost 50 concessions that I asked for off top I don't I don't even really? care what the event is yeah it's in my we call it RFP it's gonna be in the RFP what does that stand for um, request for uh, proposal. 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 So, parking, as Tori talked about, I'm also asking for discounted parking mm-hmm. for the event mm-hmm. days. Um, I also have to have certain free parking, free exclusive lights. parking for like different VIPs, things mm-hmm. like that. Rooms, um, if we do rooms, rooms. yeah, yeah if we're doing rooms, rooms um, depending on how long the event is, um, you should be getting like one room or room night per Perf. whatever. Typically in in the industry, it's about thirty to forty, depending yeah. on like how many rooms are booked. A free so, room per thirty. Per thirty. Mm-hmm. Correct. So that could be a suite for the host. It can be a suite for my team. I'm also ask for staff rates. So the rate that the attendees are getting, the staff rate is going to be lower. Mm-hmm. So the right. the attendees may pay one hundred and ninety nine dollars. My staff rooms are going to be one hundred and nine. And I and I ask for at least 10, 15 mm. of those. So mm-hmm. that's like James and Keisha staying on site, your team staying on site, my team staying on site. Like, you know, some of the 
vendors that need to stay there. So those are all lower rates because again, you're having to pay for them. Yeah. So I want it as low as possible. So instead of you just going on and booking at the 199, we have the 109s mm-hmm. for us. Got it. So Got it's just it. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. A lot of different for it for free. Yeah, I'm that too. For free, I ain't yeah, paying. Yeah, try to free for free. Office, now. I want an yeah. office space for free. Mm-hmm. Um, in the hotel, even though I don't use it, I want free, <laughs> free, free waters because you're usually yeah. gonna be on site at your venue, yeah. you know. But I want it just gotcha. in case if you say, "Hey, I need to take a quick meeting. I don't want them in my suite because mm-hmm. know that you'll have a suite, not yeah. a regular room. I don't want them in my suite. No work. We gotta 
a meeting space downstairs because things happen. You just yeah. never know. Yeah. Uh, what has been one of your biggest nightmares lately? Like it, it was just something you learned recently. So listen, I'm just going to put it out there. Something happens at every event. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I'm just going to be real. Something something always happens. Mm. It's been so many countless things. I can't even tell you. Like, Give me one that like really you'll never, ever forget this moment. <laughs> it was a, a outside vendor that brought in a, a cake for a wedding. And I had just sent the bride down the aisle. They wanted to hang the cake on the swing. And, then, <laughs> and it this was a couple um, of years ago. I remember the trend. Yeah. Uh, yes. So everybody, you know, everybody wanted that or whatever. And my thing was where they was hanging it from, it was on a sheetrock anchor. So no it's not exposed beam. beam so yeah. it didn't have the support beam. So I kept telling them, you can't hang an actual heavy ass cake up there like that. You nice. need to, if it's a, a faux cake, then go ahead. But a heavy right. cake and everybody, like, it's gone. Go ahead. Brad went down the aisle. I walked in the room. The whole cake fell and just splattered mm. all over the floor. And I it's mean, always our fault. Mm, yeah. Goodness. Everything is the planner's fault. Yeah. Oh, my Everything. God. So I just looked at it. Everybody freaking out. I was like, clean it up. <laughs> like, I mean, what you want me to do? The top tier is still good. Take the top tier in the back. Wrap it up. Y'all got pictures of it? They like, yeah, we got pictures. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Go upstairs to get another cake. Yep. Set it up. Put a slice of gold. Somebody run the pub and put a slice of cake in, <laughs> in the back of the slot. And uh, then like so that. when the bride came in, I just, you know, she went around the room and we got to the cake. I said, look, the cake fell. Cake uh, fell. This is like a new, I, I gave you. her a nicer cake, you know, uh, so mm -hmm. this is this. We're going to give you your money back. We took pictures of it. We got your topper in the back. That's mm. I mean, that's all I can do. Right. So um, that's one small thing. Um, I can't. Things have broken, yeah. glass, tables. Um, oh, I did an event at the Fox and all of the draping that they had put up, they didn't put the Ooh. sandbags on it. The, mm. the, the, mm. the, the, the way had that and, and everything collapsed and fell all on the day. Remember that yep. last year? Yeah. So, I mean, things happen. I don't tell the client. Yeah. Maybe after the event is over because sure. we're going to fix it. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's inevitable. Things yeah. happen all the time. Yeah. Give me, give me, so. give me your worst. Worst. Um, I don't know if I have a a, a worst. Uh, but as Tori stated, everything changes. You just have to make adjustments. So as a planner, you are an amazing planner because you know you plan for the best. Mm -hmm. But usually, you have planned everything before your event days. So mm -hmm. it's just crisis management mm -hmm. on event days at all times, mm -hmm. right? So. I think um, changing of the schedules and things like that and how many people you have to let know, um, that's one of my big things uh, yeah. for the larger events because things happen. People mm -hmm. are running late. You have a panel. You're missing two people. How long it takes for them to get there, park, get them settled in, get them to the stage, just making those adjustments, having to pull other people in to go on the stage that's not playing. It's just a lot, you know, that kind of. Yeah goes on but i don't i don't have nightmares um about that's anything. more me. we just go with it you know <laughs> like we, you just have to go with it and know that you're walking into something that you have to have a solution for yeah you just have to have a solution bro i know the tech side bro there has to be some oh man the have, tech is just so finicky like it is yeah it's technology yeah like they say things could go wrong we haven't really haven't had any nightmare because most mm -hmm. of the time that we we get we get in the space early enough to get everything set up and ready to go and kind of run through those run tests through and those scenarios just in case something go wrong. 
we we've been blessed that we haven't had no no failure um like doing show of course we had some stuff that you know maybe a microphone clipped or or for some reason we just changed the batteries but that set of batteries are are bad batteries because right. that happens you can open up a pack and the batteries are still bad yeah what someone might you know mike might drop or something like that where we're there just to replace the microphone but we just been we've been lucky with we we lost had the, power yeah. for a, we lost power seconds. for a second stuff like that that's not something you can control nothing no. we control so look kent let's say kenny mm-hmm. uh all all these guys right they're gonna start a an av production company mm-hmm <laughs> Give me some rookie mistakes from back in the day that you had to learn through that like they really need to know. Rookie mistakes back in the day. You must I started when there was still overhead projectors. You remember those? Yeah, people don't use them no more. <laughs> With the little transparency sitting on top of the overhead. <laughs> oh yeah, the event space we used to do that all the time. <laughs> we put on a little table. We put on a chair one time, yep, yep. it up, put something under the little tie so it shoot up right. Yeah, you Rookie. put the little transparency down. <laughs> then back in the day, still the projectors that had those thirty five millimeters. You remember mm-hmm. those? Mm-hmm. The little like pre pictures or For something sure. you put in there, and that was your uh, your slide. Um, uh, Rookie mistakes. I've I've made a lot of mistakes um, from when I started the business. I, I would say that. Um, do you think of any? No, you don't make mistakes. Yeah, that's true. Y'all have <laughs> I'm thinking about the people that are watching this episode like, yo. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I would say pricing and, uh, and, pricing. Um, pricing. and mentorship. Yeah, and, de- you know, definitely. Coaching and def- like definitely, that, actually, yeah. definitely prices. I've made mistakes where like, like um, Tori was saying that I didn't price stuff right. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know that when you first start a business, the first thing you're thinking of, I need to figure out what the competitors are charging and I need to mm-hmm. charge a lot less mm. to get the, to get the business right, right? Yeah. then once you get the business you say okay maybe i shouldn't have did that because right. you're, you're losing yeah because it's, it's been it's been it's been you know the first few years that it was struggled that that we were losing we wasn't really making money yeah um but at the same time i thought about at least i was building the client base yeah. then but then sometimes it was harder you know, clients are used to them low prices. So when you start adjusting your prices to get back to scale where it's supposed to They're be. They're like, oh, wait, wait. Then last year you charged me this. Exactly. Then you start getting that, that, that pullback right. from that. Max so for the same thing. And not, so. yeah, yeah, and not only that. So I think that that's one of the things that I tell um, novice planners as well is you can give your gift for free, right? You'll hear a lot of people talk about like giving your gift for free. Um, you still have to be extremely selective with that. And as you were stating, James, when you charge pennies right or you're not charging what your true worth is Mm -hmm. you have to understand that for us a lot of our business is referrals yeah Mm. everybody talk (laughs) yeah everybody talks (laughs) so they're going to talk about what you charge them just is as simple as you just asked tori like so what did you charge it's just a natural part of the conversation right so if you charge that person 500 and then you want to turn around and charge them 3000 for the same exact type of service, it's harder for you to kind of stay and work within that same um, referral field. Yeah. Right. So you have to be careful with how you charge and make sure that you're being as consistent as possible. And that comes from mentorship, coaching, um, continuous education within the <clears throat> field, you know, with different yeah. conferences and things uh, for the event um, industry. So I think that that's like a big Thing for people. Gotcha. Talk to mm-hmm. my novice planners. This is my thing. This is what I have learned about charging under under what you feel like you are supposed to be charging mm-hmm. or what your value is. Mm-hmm. What I found and what I know is that 
the people that I have worked with that I have given discount to has been the most difficult people to work with. That's true. So I don't even, I don't even do it. AJ, I'm still on my my sponsorship, okay? Uh, (laughs) And that's another thing we get a lot too. They 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 love the sponsorship. How do you go partner with something that I do and you need? Exactly. It's just, yeah, leave me alone. I love you, Shane. And some of the time, it seems to me like the smaller the event, the more difficult the more it is. difficult it is the smaller the, the smaller yeah. sometimes yeah. sometimes why yeah. why is that you think i think that's just was pretty much what she's saying yeah i think just just something i just i just know that i just know just from working with certain people and when i have given every time i have given a discount it's been like mm-hmm. the worst client to, mm. to to work with what makes a bad client um mistress oh my goodness someone that wants to micromanage everything that you're doing that's mm-hmm. one <laughs> like i don't even understand that someone yeah. that has uh champagne <laughs> dreams with that. beer money yeah yep, beer they budget. see this i want this what is and then when you tell them the cost like oh can we work something out or yeah, why they want you this? to figure or, out a way to yeah. give them something that is like if super i bring out in this budget, i and think hold on hold on to be fair from a client's perspective <laughs> I, <am being fair. laughs> I do want um so, so Drew, he he did a podcast summit last year. He's doing it this year, in terms of like planning and stuff like that. What I what I rock with on, on Drew is he has done events for himself before, so he's like a marketing mind. So mm-hmm. his value for me mostly is he helps me think through how do we get these people going. He understands that part, but like something will be happening, and I'm like, man, I want this to happen. But I ain't got the money. We need to figure out a way. And sometimes I'll figure out a way to make it happen. But if I never said anything, then, you know, I, I kind of. But whose responsibility but, is, who do you think holds the responsibility in that? Is that the client or is that your vendor partners? I don't think it's a responsibility. But she was like, one of the worst things is somebody who wants something and wants you to figure out how to get it for a cheaper price or kind of kind of work a light miracle. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair though, for someone to to want that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be yeah. a bad thing for us to like, let's, let me ask. Cause I'm sure, Tori, I'm sure you're a miracle worker in some ways, right? Yes, that's the problem right. with a lot of it because, and I'm <sighs> sure you had this happen. When I, with the, with the miracle worker thing, people call you at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I've had people call me 24 hours before they need an event the mm. next day. Yeah. Literally. Did you make it happen? Yes, I Should did. Should they but not have not... called you? No, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But if I had told those people that it's a super duper expedited fee. Yeah, a Peter fee is what I call them. Yeah. Pain in the ass fee. That part. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, I think for the caliber of what you all do, I think that's why someone's going to hire you and pay a premium because I'm sure y'all not the cheapest in town. No, it, to, I'm known to be high. To, to, so yeah. that I can call you, you know, 24 you hours and she's going to, so. she's going to work yep. a miracle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. I mean, we are miracle workers in in some things. And just like Tori was saying, there are, there are so many things that you guys don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that is the beauty in knowing um, the caliber of vendor partners that you have. Yeah. Right. And not is it's not only your brand. 
it's Tori's brand, it's Ashley's brand, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's James and Keisha's brand. So we're as worried and as vested, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In the process being amazing because mm-hmm. again, how you're taken care of as a speaker will lead you to gotta bring Ash on. I don't know when. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get her. Eventually, I like yeah. her. I like the way she moves. I like mm-hmm. the way that she works. I like mm-hmm. the way that she takes care, mm-hmm. you know, of us. And that comes with, in a sense, a price tag, right? Mm-hmm. So we work miracles for for you a lot of the times that you don't even know. Just like with us talking about the concessions, there are concessions that Shan's gonna get just by Ashley being his event producer mm-hmm. that you don't even know what to mm-hmm. ask. So you don't know what you don't know. Got so it's, it. that's why I say mistrust is the worst thing that you can have with a client because when they don't see your value and they don't um, trust you in the process, it just makes the whole thing really hard to be able to deliver really what you want. Mm-hmm. And we know we can do it, yeah. but you just are tugging at releasing that control mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever that is internally in you to think that you have to be a handholder when you really don't have to because you've you've created the beautiful team. Yeah. You have everybody in place. Like, let them work. Let them shake. You have to you trust know? them. Yeah. You just yeah. got to yeah. you got to let them let them shake. The other thing I was going to say to Ashley's point, too, is what a lot of people don't see is a lot of people don't know a lot of our vendors. Mm-hmm. So if something goes wrong, let's just say you hire me to plan your party. Yeah. And let's just say one of my vendors mess up. You don't know that vendor. That's my responsibility mm-hmm. to correct that. You know, so that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's a lot of responsibility on our end, trusting the people that we deal with to be mm-hmm. able to execute to, right flawlessly to to make this thing happen. Excuse yeah, me. Let me let me ask about relationship strain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're married. Y'all married. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Ooh. Ooh. Know. Hey, listen, I, hey, throw throw it on that shirt right there. <laughs> throw it on Ashley's shirt real quick. That's a the wrong one, man. That one, man. <laughs> Big Ash in the building. You know what I mean? Um, for everyone, and you've been doing it for a long time, so you've been in and out of relationships. But wh- tell me about the strain on a relationship for an event because it's not like. Like I come in here, I record a podcast, then I go home. It's not nobody calling me about the podcast that we did and what we're gonna do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But once you're in the midst of this event, it's calls and it's I got a meeting and you know, stuff like that. So um, let me start. Let me start with both of you all. Even though you're not married to each other, you both are married to other people separately. Um, is there any relationship strain? Uh, for me, at the beginning, it was. You know, but it's been so long now. So my husband's kind of used to me just doing my own thing. Dropping a dime, I may have to fly somewhere because of work or do a site mm-hmm. visit. So as long as it makes sense, it's different if you're absent and they don't see the, the you know, the fruit from the labor or whatever you, yeah. you may call it. So it's, now he's okay with it. But at the beginning, he just couldn't understand it because, you know, the production role is a whole nother beast. And if yeah. you're not in it, mm-hmm. you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you, James? yeah, with my relationship, I'm good I, right now. I think at the, at the beginning it was a, a struggle for a while, but you know, being an entrepreneur and um, you know, you're owning a company, there's that's always it's, it's work, 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 mm-hmm. work. And I think that in any relationships, your spouse kind of get adjusted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an adjustment, but now it, it's good now. That's good. But what was the what was some of the issues? Like, what are some things you had to deal Just, with? Not, not not being, being home present. enough, not being yeah. present, not being around. Yeah. 
d- didn't understand, like he just said, don't understand what's going on. It's the nine to five. And, and, and until, you, the until you see the fruits, you know, yeah. what has inspired since you started the business. You gotta make it make sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Adam. Um, yeah. Tori, uh, and I wish your husband wasn't here right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just changed slightly. Why else ain't gonna change? So, so there, I mean, and you're dealing with people who uh, um, are obviously putting on these events and mm-hmm. um, you're around a lot of the opposite sex. Yeah, I, I work with a lot of men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. have you ever felt anything like, all right, well, even if it's not you, but maybe some of the clients are like doing a bit too much, texting yeah. a little too late. For for the most part, I set the tone mm-hmm. for that. So like my husband is with me a lot of the times, even like, cause we work hand in hand together. He does transportation, I does events. So a lot of our business collide yeah. a lot of the times. And when I'm dealing with the opposite sex, I make sure I introduce my husband to everybody that I'm working with. So there's no misunderstanding. And if I feel like, even if you don't say anything, if I feel like you doing a little bit too much, sometimes I can be a little aggressive Mm -hmm. to where it's not even attractive to you. (laughs) Speaking. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay. You know, so, and then for the most part, it's just a mutual respect that I have for my clients. So for the most part, I don't have any problems. No? Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. I don't. Um, Seems like a whole lot of pressure doing events, man. Because it's like, it I mean, is, honestly, it, I'm it, it, it is. It is. Stress. So yeah. before, on the Forbes, and I think this was like a couple of years <clears throat> ago, um, Forbes has, you know, a, li- a list of most stressful jobs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think event planner was number five. Mm-hmm. So it was like mm-hmm. police officer, surgeon, <laughs> uh, uh, president, event planner right. like no lie like if you go back and look at the Forbes list of um like most stressful jobs and it is it's a lie I mean in on any relationship not just you know your your spouse but even your your friends and family right mm-hmm. and my, you know my girlfriends even tell me like when it's close to event time leave her alone mm. Ooh, yeah. and they know that it's it's the space that I need right, right. Yeah. um because my responsibility is not just my team yeah. it's every Person, person. Every yep. person, and that's a lot. So again, when you think about, again, I say invest fest, right? Twenty thousand attendees, and then all of the other numbers that we're talking about. So we're talking about four hundred small businesses, but you know how many passes you got along with that, right? Sheesh. So it's four hundred exhibitors times mm-hmm. six. What's that number? Four mm-hmm. times six. Two twenty-four. 24. So twenty-four hundred in the vendor marketplace. Twenty thousand butts in seats, right? Let's round it up to 200 speakers plus oh, everybody you know, the plus fives, right? Mm-hmm. So that number. <clears throat> and so that all comes on for me and in, in our mind, me, mm-hmm. you know, so to understand and to know you have to have a partner that is okay with that. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're doing this because it's our assignment, you know, and we're passionate about what we do and we love it. So for to have a partner or someone who doesn't understand what you feel individually, because we're all individuals before we're, you know, together as a couple um, to know and understand what that person's assignment is in this world at that chapter. Right. Because it changes Mm -hmm. on, you know, what level it is. But in that particular chapter in their life, how can you be supportive of what they feel that 
their assignment is when they wake up and what brings them joy. So whatever small adjustments that you have to do for that small amount of time, it's 365 days in a year. We're not turning over events like that. You know, Mm -hmm. if we're having these large events and things like that, it's probably a whole month that we have to, we have the house laying on your chest, like enjoy that (laughs) month. But I need these, you know, four days. I need them. Mm -hmm. And I need for you to be as supportive as possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to be the one that I can lay on at night and not talk about the event or talk about the event. Right, and right. if you can't provide that to me, then you're not my person. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, understand the same with you, you know, like what you build and you're in your legacy building for your babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Drake got to understand that, you know, and what that takes from you. And this may be a very small portion until you build out that legacy to be able to be at home for 10 years straight. Yeah. Right. And it's oh, not just sure. relationships either. It's friendships as well. Yeah. yeah. Because there's parties I miss. There's trips I miss. All of that. Holidays. There's a lot of things. And, you know, there's some that say, oh, Keisha, you're too busy for us now. You don't have time for us. So we're not going to call you no more. Mm. You know, yeah. and it's, it kind of stings a little bit because, like, I'm, I'm working. Like, you know. Yeah event they don't care about if you're sick or if you got your son turned 10 or anything they want their <laughs> event to be done and, yeah they yeah, want sure. you to come and show up and execute their event you know so there's a lot of i had to say no a lot and that was hard for me for a while because yeah. i was like a socialite and i'm like james how are you gonna tell me i can't go somewhere i, I can't do it like no but yeah. over time i'm like wow i lost a lot of friendships wow. because of my my, my work but yeah. I wouldn't change it because yeah. I I love what I do. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. can agree to that. I had a lot of issues with some of my friends in the beginning. They just didn't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because I missed same thing. I missed birthday parties. I missed certain things that I couldn't because most of the events happening on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, now it's changing. But for the mm-hmm. most part, it was on the weekend. So it's like friends, birthday parties that I didn't show up to. And they really felt like it done met up with me and we didn't have to go to lunch and sit down like yo I feel the way you didn't show up to my party Mm -hmm. I'm like I've had those combos I was working you know but I'm your friend (laughs) (laughs) that 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 is certain things like you said for a child's birthday party or or certain things that you you know that you miss that people don't care about you know what I'm saying because people only want what they want Want. from you Mm -hmm. so um what I've learned in this journey is that you know I only take on projects that I'm passionate about now. Mm-hmm. I don't try to do everybody's event. Yeah. I turn down a lot of stuff that I just, Dang. if I'm not passionate about it, really? and I don't want to do it. Yes. I don't do it. That's great. Yeah. Cause he doesn't just, turn down anything oh. what? <laughs> at all. He doesn't turn down nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> he said, money. Nothing. No money. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's also like us being women as well, you know, and then like kind of James leading the, you know, mm-hmm. the troop mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. being a man. That's what you guys do. You provide. So it's like, what's the next project? What's mm-hmm. the next bag? Yeah. And things right. like that. Right. Where Tori and I is like, no, we've built this thing. So it's like, yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for reaching out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you guys, oh, I mean, I won't say only, but it's not like a 40 hour, we're always doing something. Like I'm always recording year round, right? So you guys have these intense periods of time mm-hmm. and then you may be off for a little while. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in the off for a little while? For me, I say in the, in the beginning when I'm coming off an event or I got some time off, I sleep. Because <laughs> I, I, I missed a lot of sleep, so I, I try to rest. I try to spend much time with my husband. Most of the time, me and my husband, we out of here. We going on vacation. Yes, we just out. Because if I'm here in Atlanta, I'm going to work. Is right? that like a routine mm-hmm. after every event, like major event? Y'all go somewhere or something yeah, we, like that? We normally go somewhere. Like I don't care if it's just over to Miami. We we out of here. We gonna go somewhere. 
mm-hmm. to just kind of unwind and relax so I can really just take a beat and take a minute. And yeah. I just try, I try really hard to just turn it off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Have you ever left like really drained after, I'm talking about like yeah. almost mentally ill right now. This yeah. is too much. I, I just yeah. had that a couple of weeks ago. I it's usually like really the every sick. event though, right? It's huh? like, it's like the every event. Cause you put so much, it's like you say, it's a lot, it's a lot. Events are a lot. We know, <laughs> we know, we know it is. And so it's a lot right? and it's stressful. Um, so you're usually drained after every event, which mm-hmm. is why Tori is saying too, you have to take that time off. Yeah. Like my post event ritual is within 42 hours. I have to be in a spa. Mm. Mandatory. I have to be in a spa. Um, Cause it's just like my way to just like wind down and yeah. just, breathe and depending on how large the event is i'll take off um, a certain amount of days as well or weeks and you all are really uh at the top of your game i mean do you guys still have like ebbs and flows in your businesses where it's like oh we got no events coming up yeah absolutely like in the the event business they have have seasons right Mm -hmm. like any other business yeah because our our january was was february was february right Uh, february was was um pretty slow right um i think everything in business right now for a lot of different businesses you know it's a slow period right now so what we Are people what, doing less events now yeah i'm not working yeah yeah, yeah. Fe- right february is pretty yeah. slow we had, we had like a lot of small stuff around super bowl and other, other small events so what we tried to do was kind of kind of tighten up on some of our training mm-hmm. uh we'll do some training in the warehouse with some of the guys um teach them new technology um the new stuff that's coming up line learning new software, changing up maybe some software that we, you know, that we struggled on before we didn't like it, wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. with it. Um, and also rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, rest. What what uh what's the busiest seasons? What's the slowest seasons? Fall is for us there's summer fall. Fall's busy. Spring. It's spring, spring yeah. 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 Spring and fall. Spring. Yeah, start, so everything start. but winter is busy or what? It start picking up around start. March. Mm-hmm. Like like we'll go from like March to December, and a lot of production companies not busy doing those. You know, right. like December. But you're busy because you take everything. Yeah, that part. I'm doing that part. Hundred thousand people in the venue. Let's go. And I also, we, right. also, I also um, structured the business where that a lot of times that when it's the off season, we have something to do because sometimes the off season could be spring. Yeah. But you know, a couple of years ago, we brought a mobile stage. Mm-hmm. So during those times where we're normally slow, someone want to call and rent our mobile stage. Mm-hmm. And gotcha. with the mobile stage, you're gonna also need sound. You're gonna also need video. You're gonna also need lighting. Gotcha. And then then a lot of we also do installs. So a lot of time when it's slow, we're right. installing stuff at different gotcha. churches, different mm-hmm. hotels. business hotels. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So y'all but y'all yeah. business is pretty year round. Yeah, year round. Yeah. For let's mm-hmm. let's start with you, Tori. Uh, what are the busier seasons for you, and what's the times you know it's gonna be slow? Um. My busiest time is always the second half of the year. Anywhere from like June up to like November, December. But December, I try to cut it off because by the end, I'm a little burnt out. So I want to have time with my family. Why is June busy? Oh, why does it start in June? I would think it would start maybe March. Or that's like after kids get out of school and stuff or what? After kids get out of school, just certain things, parties. Just, parties. Yeah, just because mm-hmm. it's summertime, people yeah, are sure. more out. Mm-hmm. I think that's the case. But for me, like after December, going into the first of the year, I don't know, 
know, my last couple years in January has been like weirdly busy. Mm-hmm. Like I've been weirdly busy like the last maybe two or three Januaries. Gotcha. But um, usually around November, I mean, excuse me, February, March is a little slower for me. And sometimes April, just give or take, those are like my slowest months. So can we catch you at a discount in February, March, or not really? Nah. Man, a little bit. No seasonal pricing. No seasonal pricing. I'll tell you what, you can get but, me to come speak and do something. But certain the seasons of the year, is, a lot of times, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell nobody. Just a, give me the money. Cash a lot me. of times, I know what I'm doing the second <laughs> half of the year. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like now, I'm designing everything. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of time for me to step back design get in new inventory clean out my you know my warehouse space i have my team to clean it out and just try to organize to get ready for the second half of the year gotcha and you had an event space mm-hmm. um which i remember seeing and it was beautiful yeah. like really high ceilings or something yeah. Right? yeah um how long did you have that uh three years three years yeah. how much was the rent Fifteen thousand a month fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm Ooh. it was a lot I bet them slow seasons sucked in that, in that time did. for golly, <laughs> yeah. 15 grand a month. Yeah. It but did. it worked out well. It worked so. out well. It was good. It was a learning um it was a learning experience for me because um when I I got in it and I opened a space, I branded it as the the Tory Williams or the TW Event Center, but everybody knew it was me. Mm-hmm. The problem that I ran into is I needed to be there. Because the people that was coming to book the space wanted me to plan mm. and design every mm. event that hit the space. But that was probably some of the thought process behind you doing it, right? A little bit, but I didn't expect it to turn out that way. Plus, I ended up doing a, I ended up, we, I was already in the process of um, doing a, te- a television show. And we mm. got greenlit after, what was it, 2021? I think in 2021, we got greenlit for 20 episodes. Mm. So we were going to be filming from, was it 20? No, it was not doing COVID. We filmed the pilot doing COVID. So it was, it was 2021 when we got greenlit. It was like April. And and they told me like, hey, you're going to have to get somebody else to oversee your space because mm. you're not going to be there. Mm-hmm. So we started filming, I think, in June or July. And we filmed until the next February or March. Wow. So oh, wow. in that time frame. It must have been a bag. It was okay. it was it was good. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I saw um in that time frame, I would only have one day off, which was Mondays. Mm-hmm. I brought someone else in to oversee my building. But the thing is I had already booked people for the year. Right. And they mm-hmm. was expecting me to be there. So I ended up wearing myself out because I'm filming. And then like, if I stopped filming at seven o'clock at night, I was leaving there going over to the building, trying to make sure the team did what they were supposed to do. It was just a lot. Gotcha. So at the end of it, when everything was up, I was like, this is too much, Mm -hmm. you know? So it it was like the television show, just outside events and the events at the building was Mm -hmm. just wearing me thin to where I had got sick. Yeah. So I was just wow. like, you know, people were like, oh, you need to keep it open. That's your brand. I was like, am I going to save face or I'm going to save myself? Mm. Right. Ooh, yes. So I saved right. myself. I yes. like that. And what is, what is the next level for you? Next you level for me is my goal. I'll tell you what my goal is. My goal is um, is teaching now. So I'm mm. in a place where I'm, I'm wanting to start teaching other planners and designers how to do what we do. Yeah. 
Um, also, I want to get more into speaking. And then thirdly, I want to get to a place where I'm only doing maybe like two or three events a year. I want to do like two, three million dollar events per year. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That way I can do two or three and then I can go yeah, sit go down with my husband. Good girl. Oh, yeah, Great. Because yes. the percentage, if we do the two million. <laughs> <laughs> do the numbers, Shane. Do the numbers. I, I see what's going on. I see what's going on. Smart man. Smart uh, man. <laughs> James and Keisha, uh, what is the next step for you all? Like, for where you're at right now, what's the next level? Well, right now, we're actually um, actively going out to hotels for the in-house provider. Right. To be to, that person. What we talked gotcha. about, yeah. Right. So we're bringing on someone now to be like that national hotel salesperson. Mm-hmm. To, to go out the hotels, we have we have a few that's pending right now, so that's kind of one of one of our goals. Yeah. Um, because I always was telling, you know, I always told Keisha that that hotel is like that everyday money yeah. because there's always events going on every day. Where right. sometimes we'll have a gap mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, I have a gap for a month. So that's that's one of the goals, um, and uh, we're also setting up um, EAV Vegas. <laughs> I'm so oh, excited. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. so I wasn't sure if you were going to yeah, yeah, say absolutely. it today, but <laughs> okay. yeah. So I'm actually heading up there in March to spend a few weeks there Yeah. to, uh, to get that foundation started. Well, let me know where you staying. I'm coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in Vegas anytime I can be. I look. Yep. So what, what does that look Weather. like, setting up EAV Vegas? What does that look like? Pretty much just, just getting uh, getting a shop together. Um, I, got a, I got a couple guys there that's already, a couple of uh, my key techs, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of my directors that's there. So they actually uh, live there now, and now we're kind of gathering clients and um, advertising and putting, you know, putting a little filler out and talking to people and going out to some of the hotels and say, hey, there's another alternative that we'll be here and we can offer this, 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 and this. Right. You're um, gonna buy all new equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a warehouse full of the screens, all that kind of yep. stuff. Yep. Dang, how much? They won't start off as well, big we'll start, as we're here. You know, yeah, with basic. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll be smaller. And then we'll just grow from there, depending on the response we get. Yeah, we have right. a relationship with mm-hmm. vendors, you know. That we'll start off, you know, buying a few LED panels, some projectors, some sound systems. Start off small and kind of work our way up. I got a friend out there that I can uh, put y'all with. Like he's really good. He he produces like some major events. Oh, I, nice. I would really appreciate yes, that. Yes, thank you. And I'll definitely that. connect yes. you guys with some of the uh, the venues. I mean, you know, we've worked yeah. in Vegas. I, I took them to Vegas for um, a couple of events yeah. that I had yeah. there. But yeah, so. Look at yeah, God. we do travel. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we, we do travel. travel. I had a connection with in Vegas. Go <laughs> 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 there sometimes. So, what do y'all think? Y'all gonna have to like invest in just initial warehouse equipment? What do you think, Keisha? You I guess it any... depends on what what we see once we get there. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, we just gotta go and kind of fill it out. And first thing, we'll purchase LED walls because that's very popular right now. Mm-hmm. How much do you think you're mm-hmm. gonna spend? Especially um, in Vegas. LED walls, probably about three hundred k. Just on LED panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Golly. Got to invest. <laughs> got to. You got to play yeah. with big boys. Got to. Can't go into half stepping. Yeah, that's awesome, bro. And that's how you Vegas. separate yourself from the other small business. Right, exactly. You got you got to invest in the right gear. Yeah. That's one thing that we don't short when it comes to our uh, gear and our equipment. We spend the money. Wow. I yeah, love it. Absolutely. I love it. You should t- talk yeah. to me about the next <laughs> step for you. And it may be the same thing, but it's, it's, the, it's the same thing. No days off, just work, work, work. What do you want to no. do that he just doesn't see right now? What do I want to do? Um, I never thought about that. I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't know. Cause I, me being in my ripe old age right now and something I talk to him all about, uh, talk to about all the time is like, 
I'm still trying to figure out my passion. There's not like one mm. thing that I just love, absolutely love. So I'm still kind of stuck with that. So mm. I, I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of struggling with that. I'm trying to figure out if I'll ever know what my passion is. But for right now, I'm just riding a wave. Good. Okay. And whatever I need to do to make the business grow, be successful. It wouldn't, it wouldn't grow without Keisha. Aww. Aww, so Keisha, can I share something with you yeah, about passion? No, oh, yes. So you know I'm about to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love yes, you dearly. Yes. Um, so I will say with your passion, um, don't think that it has to be attached to a dollar. Mm-hmm. It just has to be something attached to like the joy in your mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. So start to try different things that bring you joy, right? And as People always tell us like the money will come, the money will come, but it doesn't have to be attached to the money because mm-hmm. you have the money sitting right next right. to, you know, to where those are things that you can focus on. And even if it's bringing in, you know, somebody to do part time or part of the things that you do to where you can kind of really start to discover and work on that passion because mm-hmm. it's needed, you know, it's, mm-hmm. and it's necessary because that's going to give you your fulfillment. But just Try some things and it may be roller skating, yoga. I mean, of course, I'm naming the things that I love. Right. <laughs> but yoga, roller skating, um, meditation, going to different retreats, wellness retreats, right. like whatever sparks your soul. Go there and then it all come together. I for appreciate the it. I yeah, you're welcome. It. Boo. Love you. you. Yeah. For I have sure. some days off to go to a retreat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. days off. This is the time. <laughs> this is for the company, okay? Because when you are is. good, the company's yeah, good. Better believe it. Absolutely. Got it. Ash, uh, what is the next step for you? What does that next level for you look like? Next level. Um, I've been in a rest and a clarity phase mm-hmm. of life right now. Um, and it's coming about. Right. Mm-hmm. The clarity on what my next chapter, I say chapters right in life um, is coming to me. Uh, I think that I'm being led to do more teaching, you know, kind of what Tori was saying. I, I did, I've done it before. Um, I was kind of heavy really on like the wedding planning side of things. And then also um, where I graduated from right with Clayton State. And I was kind of mm-hmm. sharing that with you. Um, that I used to do substitute teaching for their event management course. And I loved it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of figuring out where and how I want to fall into that space. But um, some things that have kind of come on my lap are entrepreneurs like yourself, you know, have been kind of reaching out like, you know, we do a lot of internal events. We're doing this, you know, we have this type of calendar for the year and we really want to keep it internal. But mm-hmm. we just need that expertise that you have to like really push us to the next level to make sure that we're doing the right things and, and um, just be as effective and efficient as possible with the team members that they have. Mm-hmm. So um, I may be doing a little bit more of that, okay. you know, um, and like we'll consulting. see what I, mm-hmm, Yeah. So right. consulting for actual um, businesses and companies that are doing internal events. Gotcha. Okay. Anything we'll else? See. I know at one point you were, I, I don't know if you were considering it or you were looking at it, like getting your own event space. Would you still do that or as a uh, Tory scared you? Um, <laughs> no, it Tori seems has cool not in the beginning, like, but like when we really start thinking about it, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot. Um, so there are things that I have done with, uh, different event spaces. So, um, there was a venue in North Georgia, um, and this was on the wedding side as well. So my company came in and we did two seasons. So two years in a sense of all of their weddings. So we started their, um, wedding program. So they hired companies on and they worked hand in hand with us to basically get their program up and running. 
Um, and again, that was just that aspect that we mm -hmm. worked on. But they had also like food and beverage and then they had the space rental and sales and all of these different things. Um, I don't know if my legacy per se is to um, be this massive empire. Right. Um, I, the older that I get, the more I want to rest, mm -hmm. the more I love my home, you know, mm -hmm. and it is a sanctuary. And I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. so um, I don't know if my next level is to be busier and to have this full calendar of things and more responsibility, because as of right now, my overhead is really low in life and business. Yeah. I like it that like way that. with the okay. bank account. Real I like fast. That. So that's, I like that's, that. I, I like my life. Yeah. So we'll see what my what my next thing is, but it'll be more of um, passion and heart projects versus mm. it having to be like a hustle and bustle and I need mm. to provide this thing to the world. Yeah. I'll leave that to Chance. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what Ashley Chance uh, said Ashley is amazing. Yeah, for sure. We worked Thank with Ashley you. for years and she she's amazing. She's yeah. she's one of the event producers that I work with that I really have a passion for. She's she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. you really she's are. thorough too now. Until yeah, she get in beast bro. mode well, she, like, she get in beast mode too. <laughs> but I don't understand it. I'm levels. I'm yes. layered. Sure. Yes. She get in beast mode. I like I'm don't bother asking so. right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I say Keisha, you go talk to her. I, I talk to her right now. Yeah. And I think I think what's cool about Ashley, like, uh, and she may ruffle some feathers, mm -hmm. but you cannot say you don't respect her. Absolutely. Right. Like she she demands respect. Right. Command, commands uh respect. Mm -hmm. And like really everything you do is just flawless. So mm -hmm. I've, it's been a it's been a pleasure to like know you and rock with you. Are you still accepting like DM slides right now at the time of this recording? <laughs> DM slides for events. Absolutely. We can have those conversations. Actually, I know exactly what you're talking about, Chance, but I mean, that's events. a whole nother party. Listen, the sanctuary get cold sometimes. The heat works. <laughs> and I have weighted blankets as well. Keeps me nice and warm. I love it. <laughs> Yo, thank y'all for this conversation, man. I've I've learned a lot. Um, I'm now reconsidering events as a as a strategy for my business because there's so many <laughs> things to consider. And we haven't even we're talking about like the back end logistical stuff, right? But yeah. there's a whole nother role in filling the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is all that's a that's a whole nother stress. So some of you all, unless it's like a wedding or something like that, but if it's an event, you all might feel the pressure and frustration and stress of me, the person doing the event, because I want everything right, but I'm still frustrated and I'm nervous about these ticket sales. Mm -hmm. And I'm losing money if I don't have enough ticket sales. Mm -hmm. So now y'all might start feeling this. Uh, let's cut that back. Let's cut that. Back. Okay, do we gotta have that? Mm -hmm. Nah, let's just yep. let's just cut that yep. back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's it's a, it's just a stressful event. However, um, if you have the heart for it, and or if you have a heart for people, and you really want to feed people with an experience, especially nowadays, people need experiences with other people. We need. Mm -hmm community we need to be outside we need to be at somewhere where um, everything is flowing and especially we can touch on this too um people call black events in the way black events are run it's a conversation that i don't enjoy hearing however we do have some issues in that area like when you go to i mean not every other other culture event is like super smooth but those but some of them are, 
a lot of them are that I've, I've gone to. And um, I think you all are really setting the bar and setting the stage. What I will say about that, I agree to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I try to go the extra mile and work even harder. For sure. To ha- not have that stigma, you know, because they do already have it about us yes. black people anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I feel it when I go into certain places and, and work with certain people, they're already looking at me when I come in the door because I'm the black girl, mm-hmm. yes. you know? So yes. it's like, I, I have to be sharp and on point because I don't want them to be like, aha, mm-hmm. I told you, yeah. you know, or whatever the case may be. So I think I, for me, I, I go just as hard. Yeah. Just yeah. to mm-hmm. not have that when it comes to I others. Agree. Yeah. But then also with us, because I, I don't, agree. I don't, I don't like that. Absolutely. I think we're our worst own worst enemy because yeah. I feel like they expect our people expect more from us mm-hmm. yeah. at a discounted rate because they feel like we're the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, so, we, and we can't afford no mistakes. Right. No. <laughs> None <laughs> right. at all. I mean, as a black business, we can't afford no mistakes, especially during technology. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they don't expect for us to be here. Right. They don't but expect for us to can do this type of work. Yeah. I yeah. also think it's on how we it handle if we do make a mistake because yeah, everybody's human. I'm not yep. going to mm-hmm. sit up here on this couch and say I've never made a mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that would be a lie. I mm-hmm. have made mistakes. But what I do is I address them head on. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And I try to deal with the issue right away. I don't like to let it linger or anything else. I just try to go ahead and fix it. I acknowledge it mm-hmm. regardless if I made the mistake or if my team or whoever yep. else, it don't matter. I, t- I take full responsibility right. and I try to correct the problem immediately. Right. Crisis mm-hmm. management. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Like event days, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just putting out fires. Yeah. Everything is planned. Everything is in place. You have amazing vendor partners. It's just putting out the fires. Right. And that's what an amazing event produ- um, producer will do. Absolutely, man. Thank you all so much for this conversation. Um, if you are uh, doing an event and you need the services, I'd love for you all to kind of just uh, shout yourselves out and let everybody know how they can contact you. Um, we'll start uh, let's Start with start with y'all. Start okay. with you, Keisha. You be the mouthpiece, Keisha. You be the mouthpiece, Keisha. All right. <laughs> so, once again, Keisha and James, Event Audiovisual Services. We are located in the Stone Mountain Tucker area. We are U.S. international. We go anywhere. No project is too big or too small. Um, you can find us on uh, our IG at Events AV Services. Um, website. Website. EventAVServices.com. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm James. Thank you. Very, very important. Sit down. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank yeah. you very much. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm Absolutely. just hoping like people come at you correct now. There's an expectation. Did you see the episode? Go watch yeah. that. Right, right. Before I saw you as a client, go see what's going on. We appreciate you giving us the platform. Yeah, yeah. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's important. Y'all working, man. Like it's it's people are out here working and I'm I'm seeing y'all so mm-hmm. um, we got we got we got to highlight our people that's out here getting yeah, it done yeah, appreciate so that. thank you so Absolutely. much thank you. Absolutely. thank you Tori Tori my name is Tori Williams my company is Tori Williams Events and that's Tori with an I um, you can find me on social media Tori Williams Events or and my website is Tori Williams Events everything is pretty much Tori Williams <laughs> Events <laughs> Um, I'm based here in Atlanta. I also travel, same U.S., uh, international, just wherever. I'm ready. Love it. As long Love as the it. budget's right. As long as hey, the budget's right. Come correct. Hey, oh, yeah. That oh, one thing, the three-day workshop. If anybody's mm-hmm. looking to learn, 
I have a three-day workshop that's coming up in April of this year, April 2024, April the 18th through the 20th. Um, you can hit the link in my bio or you can go to the TWAcademy.com. And that's for people who want to be an event planner. Event planner, event designer, event producer. Gotcha. I'm teaching the entire thing. Love it. Love it. Nice. Love it. Um, yeah, are you going to be doing your workshops? We may get back She'd to the workshops. She'd be touch and go with her workshops. Yeah. And I, I actually, am. I'm very touch and go. Right? I actually wanted to send, like, Kay to, like, the event workshop. And she's like, uh, I don't want to do event planning. And I was like, all right, <laughs> then I try to send my wife. Because we have an event space here. Okay. And I'm like, somebody just, and my, my wife is kind of getting into it. So, yeah, um, yeah I might have to send her to yeah. yours. And yours was, um, it passed. Passed. But uh-huh. you don't know if that's going to be your bag, though. I'm not sure. Not I think, sure. It, but I mean, just like you were saying, so when you decide who you want to hire on or you want to advance them or at least with running this space, um, again, that's something that we're looking to do. So more consulting than, gotcha. you know, just many workshops and things of that nature um, and really work in detail. As I stated, we worked with a, um, a venue previously to where we came in and we built out their program. Mm-hmm. So that may be something that we do a little bit more of. Gotcha. But, Hold on. Um, Sorry, real quick. Mm-hmm. Is one of your things that you're uh, looking for maybe some people to work in your company, like through your classes, right? You're yeah. training people up, teaching them. Oh, and- I'm always looking for new people because mm-hmm. the the size of the events and everything that I'm doing is growing. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm doing multiple events, sometimes on the same day or throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. So my team that I have now can only do so much and I'm in a price. Well, now I have people flying in from other States, Mm. which is fine. So if I have other people here in Atlanta or if I'm traveling to another state, instead of having to fly my home, my whole team, if I have people that's already there in that state, of Mm -hmm. course I'm willing to bring them in. Gotcha. (laughs) We can talk about that a little bit. I may have some um, team members that you can use locally and other States as well. So Kind of, we'll talk about what your needs are. And okay. Kind of I'll find your little advice. Tory. Yeah. Little baby Tory. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Ash. Um, let's see. Well, we talked about kind of like what the next level is or next step for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on social media at Ashley underscore Adana, A-D-A-N-A. Um, and then also my production company. I'm sorry. I'm... Adana. You want to say Adana? Mm-hmm. Okay. Adana. I just... So I never asked you, but I was like, I know your last name ain't a Dana, but right, it ain't a Dana. It's your middle name. Correct, it okay. is. Okay. So now you know my whole government. <laughs> yeah, okay. Here, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to shout it out. Either. <laughs> yeah. okay, but um, it's Ashley underscore Adana um on social media, and um also my business page is BEC Production without an S, and you can find me on either one of those places. Send me a DM, an email, and we can chat about how we can work together. All right, let's get it, man. Listen, we cannot. Close it out no better than that, man. Make sure if you are doing an event uh, in Atlanta or anywhere in the country, reach out to these individuals because uh, they may be able to help you, whether it's virtual, long distance, uh, you know, just just reach out to the professionals um, and and uh, do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof, meaning go build something, build it really, really big, but then come back to your community to teach other people how you did it. It's the only way our community grows. All right. We are out of here. Peace.